swallow your pride There's nowhere to hide What would you decide when it's on the line? If it's do or die, would you compromise? Or would you stand through the storm and roll with the tide? Would you be the one to fight or the one to hide? You can never touch the sky, you don't try to fly Rocky Rose, but we stayed unshakable Been through it all and we still unbreakable All right, guys, what is up? Welcome to the Reborn Podcast. Today, I have Jesse on the Reborn Podcast. Hey, girl, how is it going? How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Stoked that you're sharing your platform with me to uh, try and inspire some people to use their obstacles as opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you are so inspiring. Um, we first met at the, was it First Form Summer Smash a couple years ago? Um, or maybe that was last year, the year before? Uh, and girl, you are so, so, so inspiring. Um, you have such a love and a passion for fitness and you have came o- overcame a lot of adversity and obstacles in your life. So I want to talk about, let's go back, um, to before 2015, I want to talk about kind of who, like, who was Jesse? Like, what was your childhood? Like, where are you born? Where were you, where are you from? Where were you born? And what was your life? What was your life then? Um, I honestly had probably the coolest childhood. So I was born in Canton, Ohio. Um, have My parents are still together. I actually lived in the same house until I was 16 years old, never really moved around. Um, but we went to a campground every weekend during the summer. So literally from Friday to Sunday, I would be terrorizing people at this campground on my four-wheeler and just having the time of my life, which then turned into racing. So I raced off-road from 2005 to... 2018 on and off. Uh, Sorry, uh, four wheelers or what, yeah, were, you, what were you racing? Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. Four wheelers in the woods. Huh? Yeah, it was so dope. Wow. <laughs> so, when did you, uh, so when did you start racing? Oh my gosh. We started when I was super, probably when I was eight or nine. We, my dad got these four wheelers and put them on the alcohol, which is like a type of fuel. Huh. And they had wheelie bars and we were drag racing them against like grown men and winning money. Yes, so dope. nice. Go dad. <laughs> That's a cool dad. He was. <laughs> yeah. Um, so and then um, so you were doing a lot of four wheel racing and go ahead and, and what else? Like what else were you into? And- That's literally so that's what we did growing up. Like every weekend we were in the truck going to a race and it was my dad and I, I was his son essentially. Um, I learned how to rebuild the top end in a single cylinder motor at a pretty young age. Could still do it. Like if the top end blows of my lawnmower one day, I could fix it, which is pretty cool. But um, that's what we did. Like we didn't take family vacations. We went to races. And so I got to see a lot of the East Coast through a windshield, which I felt, I mean, I think it's a pretty cool childhood to have that opportunity to get to travel as much as I did. Sure. Where are you at right now? Where are you based out of? Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. So when I was uh, 16, my parents uh, filed bankruptcy. They had a trucking business. And they're like, we're going to move to North Carolina. And I'm like, all right, let's go. And so my we packed everything up and my parents relocated us here. And honestly, this is home. Sweet friends. Oh, no. Uh-oh. There you are. Oh, no. I think you're coming back. Is it me? Oh, there we go. Okay. Okay, so all right, we'll start at um so your parents filed for bankruptcy and then so start there. So like they 
just relocated us to North Carolina to start over and start life over again and rebuild. And uh, we've lived here ever since. And this is home. Um, I live outside of Charlotte. So we have Lake Norman right here. Uh, the mountains are an hour one way. The beach is a couple hours the other way. And so I just feel like I have a place that is definitely feels like home and that I want to stay for a really long time. I love that. How, um, so how did you get into like the fitness? Like how did fitness become so prevalent in your life? Um, honestly, so it's so funny. I dabbled a little bit before I got injured, but I just would go to the gym and then that same night I drink. Um, I didn't, I knew nothing about nutrition and the role that it played. And so when I got paralyzed, I just happened to be a little strong enough to withstand it. But then it was after I got injured, I gained 30 pounds and I couldn't get my pants on and I couldn't transfer myself and I couldn't get my wheelchair in my car. And so it was like that. It was, I didn't have a choice, but to either lose the weight and get stronger or keep being dependent on other people. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about your accident? Yeah. Uh, I was a passenger on a motorcycle. It was a 60 degree January day. It was beautiful here in North Carolina. And so the driver of the bike, we rode all the time. And he's like, do you want to go for a ride? I'm like, absolutely. Let's ride. And we hit the city and this woman, she just, she never slowed down. Uh, She was making a U-turn in front of us and he wasn't slowing down. She wasn't slowing down. So I held on and I tucked into the driver as, as tight as I could. And the last thing I remember was metal crunching. Uh, He went through her back window, breaking his leg. I went over her SUV. I broke my back in two places. My chest completely collapsed, uh, puncturing my lungs, nicking my spinal cord. I have a traumatic brain injury and I coded twice and had to be resuscitated. So the fact that I'm sitting here today is just a blessing in itself. How has that changed your like perspective on life, that injury? Um, I feel like my injuries made me a better person for sure because I don't I, I don't live so selfishly. I feel like it's so easy for us to get caught up in our day to day in the hustle of whether it's being a parent, a business owner, an employee, whatever it is that you're doing in your day to day life. You get so caught up in that that you forget to take a moment to be grateful for how full your life is. You're so caught up in the chase of what's next. Where am I going? that you don't take a moment to appreciate, like you have a lot. And so after my injury, it gave me that appreciation. I was like, wow, I still have use of my hands. That's huge. Like I'm, I'm really fortunate. I still have a, a little bit of my core and torso. Like I'm, I'm winning at this, this thing called life. And I felt very fortunate to have the injury I have. It could have been worse. And so that's now, kind of what carried me. I, I have to ask you because I don't, I don't think I anyways, personally, would be waking up or coming conscious to this like realization that I could never walk again. You know how like you're you're so positive right now, but I can only assume because I I tend to be uh, I could be more of a pessimist with myself. So how like were you always really positive from like the moment you're like oh okay God like this is it like we're gonna do this together. Um, or did you have like resentment and struggle or did you, you know, you said you gained 30 pounds, you go through like a dark era. Oh yeah. 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 You do go through it. Like you're a whole half of your body is dead. Right. And, and so it's not only leg day was my favorite day in the gym when I went and that got taken. And then it was 
my bowel and bladder control. So now I'm a grown woman wearing pull-ups because I can't control it and I don't want to pee on myself and had that leak out. Like that, that was a huge psychological thing. It was very hard to feel sexy. It was hard to feel beautiful. And when I, so it was funny when I started my fitness journey in 2017, I came across you on Instagram and I was like, she is so beautiful and sexy. Like I want my body to look like that. And I'm like, I know that my whole body will never look like yours. But I'm like, I can aspire for them shoulders. And like you inspired me to to work harder and attain for something more than what the doctors gave me, what they told me. And I think that was that was the most positive part of my mindset was that I was like, you know what? These people are placing their limitations on what I'm capable of, but they don't know my body. They don't know who I am. Let me see how far I can push this. And so I mean, I started recovering. Like I had sensation in my legs. I feel hot and cold. That came back in the last couple of years. I got sensation back of like touch. Um, I got sensation in my lady parts back, which was huge. Um, I tell them like, if I got anything back, you know, that's like one. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the little things that we we really take these smallest things for granted. I'm like, sure. I would love to stand in the shower and just let the water run through my hair and down my back. It's like those things. And that's what the injury gave me. It gave me so much more perspective on how much we truly do take for granted in life. Yeah. Do you think that your drive to keep going, do you think that was like just from your dad, like the care like just the like, oh, we're just going to get up and go or like this is what we're going to do. We're going to race. And like, do you think any of that just like your, your childhood and your up, upbringing, it sounds like your dad was a pretty big like go-getter. Um, did any of that, do you think that it had anything to do with like just your, your outlook and, and your perspectives now? I think the way that I was raised definitely did, but it was when I first got injured and came home, my mom didn't coddle me. She, she forced me to be independent. If I had an accident, I had to figure it out and clean myself up. And then after like 15, 20 minutes, she would intervene. If I fell on the floor, she'd let me struggle for 30 minutes or so trying to figure out how to get back up. Because my mom's older. She's like, I'm not going to be here forever. You have to figure it out. You don't have a toy. Sure. How old were you when, when the accident happened? 22. Oh, and I'm 30 now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, what what were your plans at 22 years old, like before the accident? Like what were Jesse's plans for life and what you wanted to do? I had none. I had no purpose. I had no ambition. I had nothing. It's it's amazing. Like I feel so grateful every day that I got to experience life this way because it gave me a purpose so much bigger than me, so much bigger than a wheelchair, so much bigger than than my life and what it was. 
I want to ask you a little bit about the the Wheel With Me Foundation. Um, what is that? Like, what is your involvement? And uh, can you speak about that? Uh, I founded Wheel With Me Foundation in 2016. We are a 501c3 nonprofit that is dedicated to serving the independence of wheelchair users. We currently host free webinars. They're weekly every quarter with other wheelchair users teaching their skill and trade to show what's available to us, what we're capable of, and how much more we can reach for. Um, The ultimate goal is to build a transitional community where wheelchair users learn from each other how to be independent so that we can contribute back to society rather than continuing to take from it and honestly just attain more in life. So many of us live in poverty and are just, there's just so much more we're capable of. And I just want to help because, them. Because of, because of the limitations that you think like, oh, I'm in a wheelchair. Like I don't, I cannot do or enjoy, you know, other things in life. Is that what you're, you're talking about? And it's not just us that place that limitation on ourselves. We have to break societal stigma as well, sure. which is there. Um, what what I mean, are some of them? I, I would just like love to know, like, what are some big ones like that even like I'm probably like, I don't have a clue or like that I could be more like considerate or. Honestly, universal design would be cool. If if we just built buildings with universal design, you could build a ramp into steps that would be functional for a wheelchair user. Just being considerate not to take the big stall in the airports. Mm-hmm. Like if I, if I don't ask you for help, don't offer me your help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if I if you see me going to the door, don't run and and go to get that door. If how, you're how does that make you feel? How does, it, how does that make you feel? I'm just like, I got it, man. I got it. If, do I, I'm, I ask people, I'm at a point now where I ask people, I'm like, do I look like I'm struggling that hard? Does this look like that much of a struggle? I no. Yeah. Yeah. You're just going to say like, it's like, I got it guys. I got it. Um, wow. I, I, it's amazing. Just like how positive, uh, you, you are and you, you know, you have been, uh, throughout this journey. What is a, like, what is something that, like, in, in the future, something that you're working towards, like, as far as either a, a campaign that you're working on or uh, something that you're passionate about, like, right now that's, like, on your heart? Um, are you doing a training program or, like, what's going on right now? Uh, the biggest thing that we're working on is continuing to build the app and grow Wheel With Me Fitness. It's the... Oh, so there's uh, an app. Yeah. Tell, have- yeah, tell me about the app. Okay. It's the only fitness app in the app store that's catered completely to wheelchair users by wheelchair users. It's super dope. Um, we launched in May of last year, so we're a year old. Uh, we have a private Facebook group where we do two mental growth calls a week, completely free, um, and two group workouts a week, completely free. So like people can come join that and have that resource. But then they have the app that also offers one-on-one nutrition coaching with me. So I also do nutrition coaching. Awesome. Awesome. So... I want to talk to you a little bit because not only did you regain your fitness and work on your strength, but you also compete. You do like Tough Mudders or Spartan races. Don't you do like obstacle races? Yeah. Um, and there's like a couple other things that I, um, is it the U.S.? Uh, is it the U.S. team, the crawling team that you've got before? So talk about that a little bit. So I was on the U.S. developmental team for wheelchair curling for three years because I was told that was the fastest way to the Paralympics. Um, so what, and what is that? What is the curling? What do you do? Curling is the sport on ice that you typically see with sweepers, except in wheelchair, we don't use sweepers. What do you use? You just have to be, you have to be accurate. So you push this, it's a 53 pound granite stone that you push down the ice and it has to get to what looks like the bullseye. It's called the house. 
and your goal is to get it on the center. And whoever has the most stones closest to the center wins that end. Ah, nice. So you got you got into that training for the the Olympics. I just wanted to go to the Paralympics. Wow. Yeah, I wanted to represent the U.S. I was like, let me go represent and that's incredible. So how how were the tough mutters and the Spartan races that you've done? Have you done both, or what what have you gotten into? I have done both. I have a Spartan trifecta, and then I have three tough mutter holy grails. Um. I've done 15 Tough Mudders, including Worlds, which is their 24-hour event, four times. I have uh, 25 miles as the record for a wheelchair user in Tough Mudder, and I've been able to hit that, thankfully. Um, And we have a whole adaptive initiative that we've kind of pioneered. Uh, It wasn't just me. My entire team helped pioneer this thing. But now other wheelchair users are reaching out and learning how they can go do it, too, which is super freaking cool. So one of your mottos is turn your obstacles into opportunity. Where did that mindset come from? Like the toughness that you have to even get through like these obstacle races. And and when like you're doing these, like, is that where you have like the mindset, like from the obstacles and the opportunity? Um, where does that come, come from? I think the mindset 100% comes from my faith. I was an atheist up until the day before my accident. And I went to a funeral and as the pastor was speaking, I felt calmness, knew everything was going to be okay. Thought it was about the person that passed. It wasn't. It was about me. Next day, I'm in my accident, see my own grandmother. She tells me it's not my time. She can't stay with me. I can't stay with her. But there's things I have to do and people to get back to. And so I've held on to that. So wait, 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 wait. I want to go back and talk about that. So this was like when your accident and you were you were out you basically were dead um and you saw your grandma can you talk about that a little bit um yeah it was she looked like a taller skinnier version of my mom which is how i remembered her um completely just really bright light room is what it felt like and she just she called me the nickname my name's jesse michelle she always called me jesse may and she said, Jesse May, it's not your time. I can't come back with you. You can't come back with me, but there's people you have to get back to and things you have to do. And she sent me back. I woke up and told my mom this. That's the only reason I know about it. My mom told my dad, she's like, John, she died. And my dad's like, Jackie, you're full of shit. There's no way. And they got my medical documentation a couple of weeks later. And it says in there, needed resuscitation. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, do you remember that now or do you remember it just because like as soon as you as soon as that happened you told your mom like do you still remember like the the vision and and seeing your grandma yeah it's yeah yeah clear as day i i can recall it i can recall the feeling um and so i but the thing was i didn't pour into my faith until the pandemic and i was like my cousin committed suicide and i felt jealousy And I'm like, I should never feel jealousy that someone's life is over. And so I literally asked God, I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. I don't know why I'm here. I just need some guidance on my purpose. And I just, I just need that guidance and understanding. Like I've had the mental grit. I would never kill myself. I could never follow through with that. I just didn't know why. I'm like, what am I doing? Where am I going? I had no purpose. I think like, it's all about the seasons, right? We, we always go through that. And whenever you kind of like woke up and got it, got out of the hospital, were you like, were you like, okay, like, this is my purpose. Like I, you, you're like, I saw my grandma, like what happened? And like, it's okay. Like I'm paralyzed. Like I know, is that kind of, was that your mindset or were you still like, did you have any um, resentment towards the person who was riding on the motorcycle to the lady that pulled out on the U-turn? Like, did you deal with that resentment and 
um, just like the, the the mental health of that part. I'm not gonna lie, my first year of injury was a. a- a complete mess. I, I did a lot of drugs. I partied a lot. I drank a lot. I thought I was invincible and that I I couldn't die and I couldn't get hurt. I was like this invincible person. And it I kept falling on the floor and I couldn't get myself back in my wheelchair. It was like a year and a half in, almost two years in, I fell on the floor and I recorded it and put it on YouTube. And I'm melting down. I'm crying. And I'm like, this just seems like the right thing to do in this moment. What? So why? Why did were you just feeling like like the victim? Like you were just like so bad about yourself? Bad. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm the victim and like people don't get it. They don't understand. Everyone when you when this happens to you, the first thing people ask you is, Well, do you have any sensation? Do you have any new movement? When are you gonna walk again? Do you think you're gonna walk again? And like I still I've been in this eight years and people still say that. And that it's like you there's this this bar that you have to meet in this recovery of this injury that people set for you and like you're just trying to figure out how the hell am I gonna not piss myself today like yeah and you're not even thinking about walking but everyone puts that on you so it kind of forces you into this thing so that first year all I focused on was walking and just partying and that second year I'm like all right what what's this wheelchair have to offer I'm not recovering like I didn't get anything back I'm spending so much money on therapy this is ridiculous what can this life offer me? And I started getting involved in adaptive sports. And that's when I was like, ooh, I should probably start taking care of myself a little more. Ooh, I should probably be mindful about what I'm feeding my soul. Ooh, I should start taking in some more positivity and be like, I should be a light to this world. And after I post that YouTube video and I felt people said, I feel this way too, you're not alone. I was like, oh, I have have a message that I could people relate to. I, I could help people. Why don't I be more constructive with my time? Why don't I just be the change I want to see? Felt like the right thing to do. During that time, did you felt of just like getting back into your faith and um, kind of like renewing and reviving your soul? Did it did it give you clarity on your purpose and 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 the direction? Or um, how was that season in your life? It was it was the things that followed. So I. Like literally the next day, a woman posted in this group that I'm in called the woman who on Facebook. And it's just like a bunch of women. I've been in it since before I was paralyzed. And she's like, it was the 75 hard podcast. And she's like, everyone should try this. And so I listened to it. And I'm like, this dude's out of his mind. I'm going to call it 75 adapt. And I'm going to adapt this shit. (laughs) They didn't listen to the rules at all. But I made it three weeks in. And it's what happened after that. It was, okay, so now I'm, I'm going to add reading to my day every single day. Oh, and now I have this acting gig and I got to do this pilot episode. Ooh, this is cool. What a cool opportunity. I get to capitalize on that. Holy crap. I just won a fully expense paid trip to First Form HQ where I get to go and be part of this first group to tour HQ. Oh, now I'm a legionnaire and I'm going to learn about macros. What the hell is a macro? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just turned my entire shoulder health around by fixing my nutrition. Holy crap, I could do this for my community. Oh, wow, this app developer is reaching out to me. He wants me to create the first fitness app for wheelchair users. Holy shit. Oh, my dad has COVID. Mom, how are we going to pay the bills? Oh, Jesse, you have to go back to work. I went back to work full time. I just took a leave of absence because I broke the hardware in my back. But like I've been working 40 hours a week for someone else for the last year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And this is like what's like to help your family? 
to, so because my dad got better, but that was the initial reason I went yeah. back. Yeah, with right. like I don't know, I can't get approved for a plant. Yeah. I can't get approved for a house yeah. or anything. And so I was like, I have no choice. Like I have to have a full income sure. in case shit goes south, and I have to find somewhere to live. Right. Right. Wow. Wow. So you are also on top of all that, working forty hours a week. Yeah, managing and, and running on it. Wow, that's crazy. You are so incredible. So. So your coaching style, I'm assuming, do you only coach wheelchair athletes or like, how does that, cause, and, and tell, tell us a little bit about your coaching philosophy. Um, cause you said you're a legionnaire, explain to the listeners who don't know like what a legionnaire is, explain that a little bit. Um, and then talk about like your coaching style and who you coach. So, I'm, I'm straight up. Like I don't, I don't sugarcoat anything. I, I think that the more that we coddle, the, the less productive we are in reaching our goals. And so I'm like, look, here's the outline. This is what you're going to do. If you want to meet me there, you can meet me there. If not, don't. And we always, obviously, it's whole food options first. But with First Form, they're a supplement company. They make quality supplements. Um, Only thing I use, my mom uses, my family. And that was the big thing. I started with my family. And they were like my guinea pigs. And (laughs) made sure it worked for them. Sure. So we all track our nutrition through this app. Um, and then we have the group calls where we we kind of meet together and we talk about life outside of fitness. Like we have the support of fitness, but we also have the support for life. And I think that's a big component that misses in people's health and wellness journey as a whole. We need human connection to be successful in general. And the more that we give that to each other, that's my coaching style is like, I'm here to be a human for you, man. Like, I'm not here to just be a drill sergeant and tell you like, this is what you need to do. Like, I want to hear you too. Sure. sure. Where can people find you at? What's your Instagram? Everybody's listening. Um, I can be found at J-E-S-I-S-T-R-A-C-H-A-M. And that's on all platforms. And then I'd really appreciate it if y'all checked out at Wheel With Me Foundation and Wheel With Me Fitness. Um, is that on Instagram as well? Yep. On all platforms. You can find us there and just give them a follow, show them some love just because we're trying to really support the community back to independence and, and, and back to living a full life. I want to know, I, this is probably a question you get asked all the time. Um, you know, what, I feel like we all go through hard things, right? And it's all relative, you know, you go through something and it's relative, relative to what you know, your past experiences and how you perceive certain things. Um, so those who are listening, who are either going through some like really tough adversity right now in their life, even an injury, um, how, like, what, like, what do you say to people that are like, they feel like that they just have all of a sudden a major roadblock, right? And it may not be to the extent of your injuries, um, and what you have had to overcome, but again like it's all kind of relative to what we know so i'm sure people ask you this a lot because you're so incredibly positive and you're beautiful and you just like you have so much uh positive emotional energy about about you so the listeners that are like oh going through a tough thing maybe they're going to go through something really tough like in six months what is your advice to those people how to overcome that how to stay positive i think the biggest thing is removing judgment of where you think you should be and and where you think we should be in that. And with social media, it makes it very easy for us to play that comparison game, which creates this unrealistic judgment that we do not need to place on ourselves. Like you are in your individual season. 
And the less we compare our season to someone else's, the further we're going to get. Um, so removing all that judgment and that comparison, but then also meeting yourself where you're at and understanding that like, it's okay to not be a hundred percent. And this was the hardest thing for me going through my recent back injury is like not lifting a barbell for a few weeks. It's been like a month and a half and you don't realize how much those things mean to you until you can't do them. And so meeting yourself where you're at and understanding that that doesn't make you any less of a person as long as you're still doing what you're capable of. Show up in the best way that you can while you're down. And that that will keep you that momentum going for when you're back up. I love that. Hey, Jesse, thank you so much for joining me on the Reborn podcast today. It's certainly been a pleasure getting to know you. And you're going to be on a summer smash, right? So yeah. anybody who's listening to this, if you're going to summer smash, you'll have the opportunity to meet Jesse out there. Uh, she'll be out there. Can't miss her. Uh, definitely always like the life of everything that's going on. So I'm looking forward to it. And thank you again so much for coming on to the Reborn Podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Bye. There's no way to hide. What would you decide when it's on the line? If it's do or die, would you compromise? Or would you stand through the storm and roll with the tide? Would you be the one to fight or the one to hide? You can never touch the sky if you don't try to fly. Rocky roads, but we stayed unshakable. Been through it all and you're still unbreakable.